0: Hey, what's up guys? It's Bobby coming at you from RJA Sports Podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 13th, and uh, on this day in sports, last year, uh, in 2017, the first Barbie doll to wear a hijab was unveiled, and it was modeled after an Olympic fencer. And I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce her name ijtihad muhammad i tried my best um no offense to anyone out there if i pronounce anything wrong i apologize um but anyways yeah that was the first barbie doll ever to wear hijab um so let's jump right in today we're going to talk about some hot topics um going on and then we'll jump into some NBA league news and games, some NFL league news and games, and then some MLB league news and games. Um, So anyways, our hot topics, we're going to start off by thanking my roommate Colin for coming on the show last time, it was two Thursdays ago, I didn't do any podcasts last week because I had a very busy week, Uh, but two Thursdays ago he came on the show and helped me out with some predictions he was 5-for-1, which is pretty stellar. Um, I'm very impressed with, with what he, his predictions and, and the way he handled himself on the show. So that was, that was super cool to see that. He didn't pick um, a score for the Bama-LSU game, and he didn't pick a team to win that. Um, but he correctly picked UGA versus Kentucky, Purdue versus Iowa, Michigan State versus Penn State, Mizzou versus Florida, West Virginia versus Texas, and his only wrong pick, which, I mean, it, he called it an upset. He didn't know what, what way it would go. It was a close game, and it was Notre Dame versus Northwestern, so he was hot. Five for one. So that was pretty impressive. So thank you, Colin. Anyways, uh, let's go on to some MLS. Um a couple days ago, it was Sunday. Atlanta United clinched a spot. In the last four, they will play New York Red Bulls. And um, the Portland Timbers will play. I'm not exactly sure who they'll play. Let me check on that real quick. The Portland Timbers. I'm sorry, this is taking a while to load. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Portland Timbers defeated Sporting Kansas City. That's who it was. Sporting Kansas City. So, defeated Sporting Kansas City to move on. Or is it Portland versus Sporting Kansas City? Oh, it was um, Portland defeated Seattle. That's right. Portland defeated Seattle to go on to play Sporting Kansas City. I apologize for that. So now it's Atlanta United versus New York Red Bulls and sport, Sporting Kansas City against Portland Timbers. Um, so, sorry. Yeah, it took me a minute to get out. Anyways. Those games are going to be coming up shortly after Thanksgiving, a couple days after that. And then we're going to talk about some hot topics like Jimmy Butler, Le'Veon Bell, and some MLB awards. We'll, talk, we'll go a little bit more in depth in those um, in our other segments. So let's talk about some NBA basketball now. So big news, like I mentioned, Jimmy Butler to the 76ers. This is huge uh, for the 76ers, Not so much for um the Timberwolves. Now with this move, the 76ers substantially improve. I think they're a contender now. This is very exciting. And it was very it caught me off guard because I I kept hearing, you know, like uh like other teams, I think it was the Rockets, they were they were trying to Make a deal to get Jimmy Butler, and they declined it. It was like three first round picks or something something insane that I was like what like and then they they do they make this trade for like three he the g m used the word proven players because they are a win now team and he wants job security or something like that so so he didn't he didn't take three first round picks, but he took three guys and a second-round pick, and I think it was like 2020 or something, or 2022, something like that, and instead of three first-round picks. And no offense, but without Jimmy Butler, I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Andrew Wiggins are good players, but Jimmy Butler was like that he was their like third core guy you know he he put the team I don't say put the team together because they all sort of played to like they're all core players but Jimmy Butler was like that centerpiece and they're removing that centerpiece and putting in three subpar players I I just don't see what they're doing they they're not gonna win. They're, I mean, it's not like they were going to win with Jimmy Butler anyways, but, like, now they remo- removed him from the equation. And instead of instead of looking forward to the future, they're trying to win now, but there's no way that they can win now because so many other teams out there. I just think it's absurd. I thought that move was, I don't know. Very, very confusing, not really understanding. I understand the job security thing, but, like, really, if you're going to publicly state that it's for your job security, you should get fired. Like, if if you're more concerned about yourself than the team and making the team good, that's just, that's just sad, honestly. Um. Anyways. Oh, excuse me. The next player I want to talk about is Carmelo Anthony and whether or not he is done with the Houston Rockets. There have been a lot of reports saying that Melo is being sort of forced out. They're looking to trade him and his time. They, they told him, they were like, hey man, your time is, is, is winding down with the Houston Rockets. Um... So it's it'll be interesting to see. I mean Houston is they on paper they're a great team. They just haven't been able to perform. 5 and 7, it's not like they have a hard division. The I mean the Southwest has San Antonio Spurs, Memphis Grizzlies, the Pelicans, and Houston sitting at the four spot in the, all the other teams are 7 and 5 or 7 and 6 like their win percentage is barely over 500 like come on thought the rockets were going to be very good and it's just not panning out so yeah he's his Anthony's representatives are they're they're looking for um, other spots that he could play. They're exploring potential teams. Um, so yeah, sounds like his time is nearing the end with the Rockets. Anyways, last night's game I want to highlight um, was the Warriors versus the Clippers. The Clippers. Beat the Warriors, one twenty-one to one sixteen. Now Steph Curry's out with a groin injury. Um, Durant put up a triple double. Draymond Green came back from injury, but he played forty-three minutes and only had six points. That just doesn't make sense to me. I understand he's a great defensive player. He got plenty of rebounds. He got over like twenty. He got like twenty-five plus rebounds. Defense. Defense plus. Um, offensive rebounds that game. It was it, it was somewhere around twenty five, and he, I mean, like, that's where he contributed, but like only six points. So, I mean, I don't want to say I'm happy to see the Warriors lose um, because they're just such a solid team. You know, it's it's exciting to see you know like that underdog team come and come and beat them. Um, and I mean, they, the Clippers played a pretty good game. Now, the Clippers did not get any rebounds, like, at all. But they were scoring, um, and Lou Williams, my man Lou Williams, former Hawk, was leading the charge, came off the bench, 25 point. Wait, well, came off the bench, but he had a lot of... He played like 32 minutes. So, um, he didn't start, but he played the majority. Um, He played most of the game. Um, So, yeah, he was 5 for 18, but 14 for 14 on free throws. Like, that's, like, the majority of his points came from free throws, and he was perfect. Like, that's, it's uh, pretty impressive. Um, yeah, it, I mean, the Clippers' points, the Clippers did rebound. Um, yeah, they did rebound. Looking at it now, they, um, they had their rebounds more evenly spread out through the team. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking at Draymond Green. Oh, yeah, Draymond Green. Oh, he totaled 14 rebounds. That's what it was. It wasn't 25. I looked at it wrong. So, Draymond Green had 14 rebounds. Um, Durant had 11. It wasn't 25. Scratch that, whatever I said. Um, it was... And then, I mean, you you look at the Clippers' box score, and their rebounds are a lot more evenly distributed throughout the team. Um, but then, you know, you look at the Warriors, and it's Durant and Green with the most rebounds. And then the other, the other players had, like, 1, 1, 1, 3, 4, 2. Like, it was... It was basically Draymond Green and Kevin Durant in this game um rebounding and then Clay Thompson was you know shooting his shot and Durant's out there shooting it sh- Durant did it all that game he i mean he he's the core he he went absolutely off with a triple double um I mean clay you know clay's shooting his doing clay Thompson you know shooting his three balls. Um, he was five for sixteen, and then thirteen for thirty one from the field. They shot a lot. Well, um, yeah, that's that is the recap of last night's Warriors versus Clippers game. Now tonight's game that I was intrigued by whew, was the Rockets versus the Nuggets. Now the Rockets are not as good as they had hoped to be. Everyone had high expectations. They're not living up to those expectations, and Melo is also being forced out per se. So, with the negative sort of negative energy that's present with the Rockets currently, and the Nuggets who have lost their last three games, who were rolling, and now they're number two. They they dropped. Um, was it to the? Um, the Nuggets dropped to second in their division, um, and the and the Trailblazers are now in first. Um, which I mean, don't count the Trailblazers out; they're a very good team. So I mean, it's cool to see the Trailblazers, you know, sort of charge at that first spot, um, and the Nuggets are the Nuggets. Sorry, Nuggets are falling behind a little bit. But still it's um I mean it's anyone's ball game, anyone div- anyone's division, you know? Um, but Nuggets are on a they've lost their last three. They're looking to snap that three game losing streak. But I don't know, I think it'll be a good game because the Rockets in the standing that they're in, and the Nuggets in the standing that they're in with the losing the last three, I think that'll be a very good game tonight. I think uh, I don't have a score prediction. You know, I'm I'm not going to make any score predictions for these games. Um, but I do think I I don't know. It's it I think this will be a close game and I think the Rockets I think the Rockets pull this one out. Um Man, that's tough to say. Yeah, but I think the Rockets do pull this one out. I'll probably regret that tomorrow. Um, man, I want to say Nuggets. I really do. But I, I think I'll go with the Rockets, and I'll probably regret it tomorrow. But Yep, so that's tonight's game that's piqued my interest. Anyways, let's move on to some NFL. Uh, breaking news since 4 o'clock. It's currently 4.38, but... 4 o'clock, Le'Veon Bell did not report to the headquarters, which means that Le'Veon Bell is ineligible to play the rest of the season, and he leaves about $14 million on the table. Stupid decision by Le'Veon Bell. His value depreciates. He's not making any money. He's not getting any reps in. Bad. Just... I, I... don't understand how he could do this to himself. The Steelers know what he is doing, and they they played him like a fiddle. They, I mean, now they're. I, mean, I don't want to say it's bad blood, but it sort of is. They they didn't come to an agreement, and the Steelers were like, you know what? It that's fine. You can just sit out the rest of the season we have James Connor who's doing he's playing great and we don't really need you anymore and he realized that and was his pride got in the way and was like no I still think I deserve more money well now you're not worth you're not worth anything to them you aren't worth the paper that the money's printed on to them you you haven't proven yourself and you haven't played. So why would they pay you that money when you've missed, you've already missed half the season. The more and more games he's, he missed the less likely he was to get that to, you know, come to an agreement and make that deal. So I think it was dumb. I think he waited too long. Um, and I think he should definitely not be just watching the Steelers games. He should be out there playing. Bad move on Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon, shame on you. You played yourself, my man. And we'll see what happens next season. That's all I gotta say. I don't think any teams are gonna be interested in you. So Steelers, good luck. Move in Le'Veon for a decent, you know, a decent haul in return. Um, it's, yeah, it's not looking good. All right, anyways, we had Monday Night Football last night, Giants and 49ers. This game was a little iffy. Both of these teams aren't that great. That's why it was going to be an interesting game to watch because it's a fairly even matchup. Um, And it was a nail-biter. It really was. It went down to the fourth quarter the last minute. Eli put the game away with a touchdown to Sterling Shepard to end it. Giants snapped the five-game losing streak. Uh, Really, really fun game to watch, especially with the clock ticking down um, in the fourth quarter. I mean the game was tied going into the fourth and it was I mean it it was very interesting to see these teams go at it with each other. Um I mean they have good players on the on their teams. They just aren't a good team overall. Like neither of the teams aren't good teams overall. So it was interesting to see both of those teams, you know, sort of use their strengths and weaknesses. And the Giants came out on top, 27-3, to like I said. Eli put the game away um, with a touchdown to Sterling Shepard. It was like a three-yard toss. It was a great catch by Sterling Shepard. Um, Eli put it right on the money, perfect spiral. Sterling reached up, snatched it with both hands, and fell to the ground in the end zone. Very impressive catch. Um... And pretty much put the game away. There was like 50-something seconds left in the game. So, yeah, there's Monday Night Football recap. Um, This Thursday, we have Thursday Night Football going on Green Bay versus Seattle. And I will talk more in-depth about that game on Thursday. I just wanted to mention it. Um, So, yeah, I will talk about that game on my podcast on Thursday. Anyways... Let us move on to some MLB action right now. Um, we had some awards come out within the last couple of weeks. Um, Gold Glove awards. My Atlanta Braves pulled out three. We got Ender and Certe, Nick Markakis, and Freddie Freeman. So they led the National League with three Gold Glove awards, and then the Red Sox had three, also three Gold Glove award winners. Um, so it was cool, uh, to see that, that we're, uh, defensively we stack up. Uh, I mean, we're pretty good defensively and, you know, Red Sox won three, Braves won three, Red Sox were world champions, Braves were not, but we're getting there. Very cool to see that we matched the same amount of awards with, uh, the World Champion Red Sox. By the way, congratulations to to the Red Sox um, on all of their all of their success recently. Uh, anyways, some Rookie of the Year awards were announced yesterday. Shohei Otani for um, American League, and then my boy Ronald Acuna Jr. for uh, National League. So very exciting to see, to see them win. Showy was very was talked about a lot during last off season, and this season, um. And, I mean, he's good, and I don't know. I I don't know if he deserved it he He's a good player, don't get me wrong he He's got the it factor. he's a hitter and a pitcher. He does it all and I mean, he beat out Miguel and duhar and Glaber Torres, which both of those guys are very good players, and I really do think. I mean, he, he was he Otani was the most most intriguing choice out of them all. Um, Glaber and Miguel were very sort of under the wire um, for Rookie of the Year, um, but I mean, it, without a doubt, I knew Ronald Acuna Jr. was winning Rookie of the Year. I mean, guy's phenomenal. Very lucky to be able to watch this kid play in person. Um, I've gotten to meet him. Unbelievable, like, experience. I am just, like, super thrilled for him. And I knew it. I mean, eight leadoff home runs. Like, 26 home runs, and he played 111 games. Like... I mean, he hit two ninety three, which is also... It's 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 a good batting average. Um, and, you know, just just that tear that he went on there for a little bit with those home runs, those leadoff home runs, was just like, wow. Like, we're witnessing history with this guy. And I think it... I don't know if it was unanimous, but by far, he won. He won Rookie of the Year. Um... Juan Soto, good player. And I just think that Acuna... Juan Soto hit, supposedly hit better than Acuna. Um, But then again, Acuna's a little bit better defensively. But also, Acuna was raking. Just yamming on baseballs, at like getting towards the end of the season, and I mean when he hit that grand slam in the NLDS, that like that sealed the deal. Like there, like whether you whether you took in that into whether you took that into consideration or not, you still had him on your mind. Whenever you thought Ronald Acuna Jr., you thought. That Grand Slam in the NLDS. I was there for that game. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. I'm never going to forget that moment in my entire life. I... Like... Great experience. I... I was just... I'm speechless. Just thinking about it now. It, like... Gives me goosebumps. Um, The atmosphere was incredible. So... And you don't, whenever you think of postseason, you think Braves, you think, or whenever you think of National League postseason anyways, you don't think about the Nationals, because the Nationals weren't in it. You think about, you know, the Rockies, the Cubs, the Brewers, and the Braves. You don't think about the Nationals, because they slipped. And that, I don't want to say ultimately was Juan Soto's downfall, but it certainly didn't help his case. So, I think the team surrounding the player also affects, you know, the results of the game. So, congratulations to both of those guys. Um, very impressive stuff uh, from both of them. Anyways... Um, We'll talk about a little bit of the Dodgers real quick. Yasmani Grandal did not accept his qualifying offer. Uh, Hinjun Ryu did, however. Um, and we'll see what happens to Yaz. We'll see where he goes. I heard that the Braves were very interested in Yasmani Grandal and that he'd be a pretty good fit for us. But then again, we're also trying to trade for JT Real Muto. So we'll see what happens there. If we can create this win-now atmosphere, I'd like JT Real Muto. If we're still not quite ready to win now and we want to hang on to our prospects a little more, develop them a little bit more, and see where we pan out, then I think we should go with Yasmani Grandal. I think Yasmani Grandal will help us. He will improve the Atlanta Braves, not substantially, but he will improve them slightly. And then with Real Muto, if we get Real Muto, we're a win-now team and we need to go after other, other players. Like We need starting pitching, we need bullpen, and then we still need a right fielder. Um, so the Braves are looking to be in the hunt um, for the World Series next season, so pay attention to them, see what shakes out with them and then Machado and Harper I still have no idea who I I know teams are interested and I know there are a lot of teams that are willing to spend some money on these guys but I don't know I think like the they're they're headlining the free agent free agent market um this winter, so those are the two guys like we're gonna be talking about a lot um so yeah we'll we'll talk about them a little bit later on. I have no idea what's gonna happen. I think Harper rejected his um offer from the nationals, so I doubt Harper goes back. Goes back to the Nationals. Um, and I mean, there are all different kinds of guys on the market right now. You know, the free agent market. Um, Andrew McCutcheon's out there, which I think he'd be a cool addition for the Braves. He'd be. I don't know what we do with our outfield since. And is at center field and Acuna is in the left. Even though Acuna is said to be moving to center field, potentially it all depends on what we, what deals we make and stuff like that. Um, but McCutcheon is out there as well. He is an older free agent, of course. So he's not getting the talk like Harper and Machado are. Um, I don't know, I just, at this moment in time, it is too early in free agency to tell where Harper and Machado are going to go. I think give it, give it a week or two, and then we'll have a better idea of where they're going to go. The Giants look like a good fit for Harper, uh, Machado, I have no idea, couldn't tell you where, where Machado's going to go. He wants to play shortstop. I don't think he is worthy of the shortstop position. He just wants the money. That's it. That's always in it for is the money. Um, so, anyways, we got some dates coming up here soon. We got today. Actually, they announce uh, managers of the year. They'll also announce Cy Young awards tomorrow, and then MVPs are announced on the 15th the following day. Um, so we'll get some more stuff to talk about in baseball coming up here soon. There isn't too much going on right now. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's going to be it, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, and I will catch you guys on Thursday. Um, sorry I was gone for a week. I had a very busy week. I was voting and had some, had some important stuff going on for, for college. Um, But anyways, yeah, thanks guys for listening. I'll catch you guys on Thursday.